Hi, Gary Stone from Sharewell Systems here. Sure, you may be trading stocks, ETFs, CFDs, futures, or even cryptos and FX, but how do you invest the money that really counts, including your retirement savings? Do you do it yourself, or do you feel you lack the strategies and confidence and have instead entrusted your retirement to a managed fund or financial advisor, or to somebody else to grow and protect your biggest investment? Go to sharewellsystems.com and download a case study that dissects a real money portfolio, which has achieved a return of double the ASX 200 accumulation index since January 2016. Sharewell Systems is proudly powering the spotty Your Call Hour right here on Ticker. Hello and welcome to Spotty, streaming to you live from Melbourne Town here at the Ticker Studios in glamorous Richmond where, contrary to a few knuckleheads at the tennis, we've all got our sleeves uh, rolled up and uh, waiting for the jab so we can go into state again. Um, but while we're sitting in the waiting room, why not let's shine the spotlight on your shares and answer those questions live on air. So how do you ask them? Well, you know the uh, drill by now, folks. Text Dexter, waiting for your uh, message after a well-deserved weekend. 0480-079-089. Please, no questions about his love life. Um, notwithstanding, far more exciting than most of us and those on the panel. Uh, and Or email us, question at spotty.com. .au. You will see these contact details appear throughout the show, folks, but I've got to be frank and honest with you. We've gone into meltdown today because of the caliber of our guests. So speaking of which, let's start with a man who knows the name of every speck of dirt between Mount Magnet and Mount Garnet. Now, for those of you who've run out of fingers and toes, that's 4,000 kilometers, folks, so that's a lot of dirt. It's Tony Lacandro from Elto Capital. G'day, Tony. How are you doing? Awesome, Elio. Just enjoying this crazy market at the moment. Uh, it's just madness and enjoying life in Perth and uh, looking forward to another great show as I always are. Well, the good news is it's not because you're blissfully ignorant. It's because you're absolutely got your finger on the pulse. So why don't you tell us what you do for your clients every single day and how you help them navigate this crazy but pretty exciting investment class. I'm, I'm coming up to 23 years of buying to clients on small cap stocks. Uh, my MO is pretty much to find a company that's got four or 500% upside, back that company from the bottom, raise them money and sell all the way up. So I look up, I like looking after the underdogs, uh, mums and dads, and just chasing those big returns. But instead of chasing the rubbish, I actually look for the quality companies and I've been in a few tiny companies at the bottom which, which are now in the billions. So that's all I do and my other role is a part-time psychiatrist and handholder where I have sessions with clients that are doing their hardest to go broke and I'm just a roadblock to financial oblivion, Elio. So that's my main role. So a bit of a dual role there. So if he twitches during the program, folks, it's okay. He's just looking down at his mobile to see if there's someone else he can bring back from the brink. But next is our great uh, supporter of the program, a man who is, well, a voice of calm and reason, which we're going to need today. It's Gary Stone from Sharewell Systems. G'day, Gary. How are you doing? Good day, Good to be on again. 
Now, Gary, look, it'd be remiss of me not to point out the fact that you've done this thing for quite a while and whilst past performance is no indicator of future performance, you don't end up in this caper for over 25 years by accident. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you help investors every single day? Sure, Elio. I think the best way of describing it is that, is that we help um, investors, individual investors, manage portfolios uh, successfully to beat the market by at least 5% compounded per annum. Uh, ASX portfolio, we measure that, so we're accountable to that, those results. Our, our live real money ASX portfolio has been going for just over five years now. It's beating the ASX Turner Accumulation Index by 10 compounded percentage points per annum, yeah. making new equity highs. And uh, yeah, sure, it's one thing to pick stocks. It's another thing to put them together as a portfolio and be accountable to the equity curve. So we measure equity curves. And uh, the way that we that we uh, solve the psychology issue with, with, uh, with trading and investing in the stock market is, is, is using a mechanical system. So we become accountable to uh, to being right and following a process. And that solves most psychological issues if you can achieve following the, uh, the mechanical system. And we'll talk a little bit about that later in the program, the uh, importance of having that process to govern your investment decision. So we're ready, folks. All we need for you is to send your questions through now. Currently, the market as we go to air up, uh, the XAO up 0.41% though, and the XJO up 0.28%. So it's definitely a small cap kind of day. It's been one of those markets, uh, and no doubt that will likely continue at least for the short term. Now, normally I get to talk about the main issues for today, but given the amount of questions that I've received, I've decided to ditch it. Uh, for today's show. Uh, it's my show, by the way, so I'm going to do anything I bloody well want. Um, I just need to remind you, though, this I can't have <laughs> discretion over. I just got to remind you that today's information is of a general nature only. None of it takes into account your financial objectives, situations or needs. And therefore, should you decide to act on any of this information today, you need to do so in light of your own personal circumstances. Of course, past performance is no indicator of future performance. And if you wish to discuss any of this content with anyone other than your significant other in life, then you need to do so with an advisor that's licensed to do so. Also remember that we try to uh, uh, disclose when we do hold a specific interest in a stock that is discussed, but in the cut and thrust of stock discussion, sometimes we forget. By all means though, feel free to contact us directly if you have any question about any particular stock and our interest in that business. And as I alluded to at the start, Spotty is proud to be powered by our great sponsors at ShareWealth Systems. So go to the website, sharewealthsystems.com to learn how they've helped Australian investors outperform by giving them an edge over others. So be the tortoise and win the race of investing life. Go to sharewealthsystems.com. All right then, gentlemen, I wanna get into a pretty hot topic at the moment. I've, uh, we've been talking about how the bulls are been running and everything's been uh, great with the exception, I suppose, of one sector. And that's the yellow stuff. No, not uranium, gold. Uh, look, obviously gold's been a little bit challenged. I've seen some uh, whispers out there of saying 1600 an ounce. You know, this was on the back of initially the certain predictions that it was going to hit 2500 an ounce. So I wanna start with a question from Anthony who just asks for our view on the commodity. Tony, I'll, I'll go to you first. And why not throw in with that one of the companies he discusses, which is Northern Star, code NST, because of course, you've got a long history with that particular business. And you know, how does gold and what does it mean for the major producers that we've got on our exchange, including NST? I think we're seeing a rotation out of the gold sector into the financials. And we've been seeing that for some time. Mm. Now, what, what's happened with our major gold companies? Uh, Northern Star merged with Saracen. 
they do have a number of large mines and just like Newcrest, these stocks become fund driven. And I think once the funds are seeking better returns because you don't want to be caught underweight in a sector, you know, you want to pay off your Mossman mortgage or your Maserati. So that, that's what happens with the gold sector. And I think a lot of these valuations were priced for absolute perfection. And now we're seeing a bit of a flow out of them. But I believe they are going to offer decent value shortly. My view on the gold price is, well, who, who really knows? We've got talks of inflation, deflat, deflation, stagflation. And you've got people saying gold's going to go to thousands. The Bitcoin people saying it's a barbellous relic. And you've got the bears saying it's going to collapse. So I think it's a battle between good, evil, the Todd Sampson t-shirt and linen jacket brigade, the new breed of crypto investors versus the old hands in gold. But I can assure viewers that if you buy the right gold company at the right price, the commodity is all, the press metal is always linked to the Australian dollar. And with this, with the COVID, the Australian dollar, unfortunately, is outperformed. And that's why the price is struggling in AUD. Got to agree with that. Yeah, no, perfectly said. So, Gary, whilst everyone on Twitter has been saying gold's going to the moon, everyone that's been looking at a chart has had a pretty different opinion on it because it's pretty obvious where the trend has been running. What's your particular view on gold at the moment from a technical perspective and what sort of key levels could you help Anthony and no doubt the other thousand people watching this program who are interested um, to be looking for as to where some support may be found or alternatively, careful below. Right, the gold price in US dollars, the, uh, it's, it's right on a key support level right now, which is between uh, around about seventeen seventy-five to eighteen hundred dollars. It's been a that's been a resistance level going back uh, in the way distant past, and it's and it's been a support level, gee whiz, since the middle of last year. So uh, that's got to hold. That's that's definitely got to hold in the first instance. If it falls below that, the next level down is, is around about seventeen hundred. That didn't spend too much time there either as support or resistance. But if that doesn't hold, then we're looking at all the way back down to about 1550. So had a good run up, but outperformed equities for, for quite a while leading up to that, that 2000 peak, which is obviously a big round number. But there are, there are a lot of people calling it, you know, going to five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. And I agree with Tony, you know, there's a bit of an arm wrestle going on between the, you know, the cryptos uh, being now this belief that that is becoming more of a store value than what, what gold is. But the, uh, so that's it in US dollars. On the upside, it really does need to break above nineteen hundred dollars. So there's a bit of a, a range trading between eighteen, seventeen, seventy-five, and nineteen hundred in US dollars, and but it's in a downtrend now. Doubt about it. The other thing, just to come in time, is, is the gold uh, index in Australia, the All Reserve Gold Index, which is uh, XGD, which I look at as well. Mm. And that index, because of the strengthening Australian dollar, is showing more weakness. Than the, than the US dollar, and hence that's going to, obviously, a US dollar gold price that is, and therefore it's, um, it's going to come through in, in a lot of the gold stocks in Australia. Yeah, and poor old Governor Giggleslow has been trying his best to keep a lid on that Aussie dollar, but unfortunately the weight of money has been moving it the wrong way for gold investors. Keeping with that theme, a question from Patrick for you, Tony. Uh, he wants to know about Firefinch Limited, code FFX. Now, he says he wants to know about it, but I think he knows a bit. He sent through a doctoral dissertation, so I'm not going to go into it in too much detail. Suffice to say, it has gold, but it also has that magic word, lithium. 
um, and the company's looking to possibly split. They've got on-site uh, on lab in order to speed up the processing time and get that through um, uh, very quickly in regards to its non-stop drilling program over multiple pits that it has. FFX, is it a stock that you've come across? And um, yeah, if so, what's your view on it? I'll have with that question askers having Elio. Um, yeah, that's a bit, bit more of a sales pitch than a question, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I have come across that stock. I've been buying for a client, uh, I believe Alistair Calvin's involved, one of the stalwarts of the mining industry, even though I think he's Irish. But um, look, it does have that com combination of that uh, lithium and the gold side. And lithium has made a, re a resurgence over the last three years. It's been gently, gently recovering. Uh, you know, I'm not not a huge fan of spinouts, uh, especially you know with the way the spec market is going. I think we are going to things are going to get a lot tougher, and you want to keep an eye on those uh, gold production numbers as well because some of these mines tend to struggle. The stock does offer outstanding liquidity. So if you trade through Comsec, you can change your mind 25, 30 times a day on that stock and not get hurt. Yeah, and look, the good news is it only costs you a little bit of brokerage, which is coming down in terms of price all the time if you know where to look. But make sure you keep it under your own hin, folks. That's a special little warning there. Um, okay, so I'll go to you now, Gary. Two major stocks which reported um, in this reporting season have released their numbers. Uh, one is Coles, the code is COL, of course, and West Farmers, the code is WES. Two very different styles of report. We had Coles who came out and did announce some pretty solid sales growth, but its share price was savaged on the back of that. As they said that basically the post-COVID bump is over and that things will normalise and return to some sort of sanity. <laughs> yeah, that's a big call if you ask me, knowing humans as I do. Um, oh, and uh, they also said free cash flow was going to drop over the coming period as they're doing a whole bunch of store refurbs down by a third. So you saw that share price fall. Versus West Farmers that said basically, well, look, the good news is everything seems to be uh, toddling along quite well and the business um, is uh, going along uh, great guns and therefore its price has held up. It has pulled back a little bit, but nowhere near what um, Coles retraced. So I think out of a fundamental side of things, West Farmers was the better result, particularly down to the nitty gritty ratios uh, and the forecast ratios. But in regards to the charts, though, given that all that action has now happened for both stocks, who seems primed at this point and what sort of key levels would you be watching on both, Gary? Yeah, from a price perspective, price movement perspective, it's a pretty easy answer to provide, Elio. The, uh, the market uh, preferred the West Farmers result uh, a lot more, mm -hmm. a lot better than what the, it did the Coles. Coles has fallen through a key support level around about $17 to $17.20. It's trading in the lower $16 range now. A little bit of an up down Friday after a big down down Thursday. Um, but uh, today the voting machine is, is not liking uh, Coles either. So the next support level could go all the way down to around about half $14, $14.80 to $15. There's not much support between mm -hmm. where it is now and, and down there. So if it continues down to where it has been found support before, that's where it could go. Obviously, no dead certs in that. Whereas West Farmers is, is actually holding at a relatively support, a weak support level because it's uh, it's actually been trading at all-time highs in the last uh, month or so. And that key, that support level, it's not a key support level, it's quite a quite a weakish one, it's between $52 and 52 50 
So it's above that level and looks like it, if it holds above that, then you're probably going to see another bounce up from, from that level. Yeah, and yeah, well, look, and thanks for that uh, advice, Sarah and Coles. What you're telling me there, Gary, is that if I've just had my nails done, try not to uh, go for it because I'll probably lose a digit or two catching that dagger, <laughs> Julie noted. Um, I will go to you for this one, Tony, if I can. It comes from our great friend Ismail, who always gets a little excited when you turn up because he throws through a catalogue of stocks. Um, but they are four that I know. So uh, I, I did send you this one early, so you were able to come up with a nice, succinct answer. But the four stocks that he threw up there were uh, Metal Bank, MBK, and Greg, a special shout-out to you for your question too on the same stock. Mayfield Group, which is MYG, um, and uh, Staveley Minerals, SVY, and Inca Minerals, ICG. So, and uh, Metal Bank is MBK for those of you playing along at home. So I don't know how you're going to package this one up, Tony, but uh, take it away, Maestro. Watch me. Uh, Metal Bank, uh, we're as full as a selective states on that stock. Um, look, last week it was targeted by what appeared to be a Facebook gang. So the shares went from 1.1 to 1.6, 1.7. And my clients were going, oh, what the hell's going on with this one? Um, some took the opportunity to let a few go. But that they have a massive gold system at Ides Vault and they are going to be drilling eight mile. And these are huge targets, multi-million ounce potential. But look, it is extremely risky. Uh, look, if they get one drill hole, this thing will trade probably a billion shares in a day. So we have a lot riding it. Riding on it, uh, we're set from the 0.7 capital raise and we've been buying all the way through. Extremely high risk, high reward. Great management though, in a Scotland who operates the company from the UK. She's great with formerly Citadel and Ivanhoe. So we're holding that one. Stavely have, they were hunting for a big copper system for six years. I've back Chris Can since the old Integra days. The Cayley load is shaping up. It has had a plethora of great results and they're building a resource shallow in their own right. And they are drilling a couple of deep porphyry holes looking for the absolute mother load. So I think it's a bit like the rhythm section of a band. You have the Cayley load which supports it and you have Angus Young out there on lead guitar with these hunts for the porphyries. But this, if they hit the big one, this will have multiple dollars in it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it represents a takeover target because mm. they're, in, they're in the uh, war-torn area of Victoria out at Ararat or somewhere like that. So I like Stabley. Mayfield Group, a new addition. Uh, they are an electrical infrastructure company which services electrical systems. They have been around for about 100 years. They're trading around 45 cents. It was a compliance listing to get on the ASX, and that is certainly one to watch because I know that small funds... Once they see a company increase their cash flow, increase their net cash position, they jump all over it. So I like that stock. It's, it trades buyer appointment, very hard to get. So um, just be a little bit wary of that. Inca Minerals, ICG, are looking for monsters in Peru. Yep. So it, it's, it's probably one of my highest risk punts, but at the five and a half cent rights issue, I've said to clients, look, We've made a lot of money elsewhere. Let's have a little dabble on the side. The shares are trading up to eight cents today. I mean, this thing, if, if they hit something in Peru or hit something in Australia, it'll run like a Kenyan. And um, a Kenyans, as you know, can run forever and they can often break the half marathon record. So look, 
For us, that's probably one of the loosest punts I put my clients in. Every year, I do get um, a little bit anxious. I think, well, let's let's have a go at something that's not my usual cup of tea, so to speak. So all four stocks there, Ilio, offer decent upside, albeit with extreme risk. All right then. Well, Gary, I'm going to get you out of the mire of the little uh, penny dreadfuls, if you don't mind, for a moment, and take it <clears throat> to the other opposite end. Uh, which is CSL. Question has just come through uh, from Steve, who would be very interested in your views in particular on CSL, given the wild ride that it's had since their results last week. Of course, CSL is in most larger cap growth portfolios. We know they're a mainstay for many retirees, and we all like to talk about it because it's one of those elephant hunter type stocks that we all remember Commonwealth Serum Laboratories and then where it got to. The result itself looked pretty solid. Immuglobin demand was um, uh, pretty much okay. And uh, yeah, the, the, things, the, the numbers looked all right. However, you'll notice there that the share price, unfortunately, hasn't reflect the positive candor that came out in their announcement. So trying to block all that out and to tell us what that price reaction's uh, doing and what levels we should be watching at, particularly for Steve. Gary, CSL, uh, what's your current view on the business? Yeah, it just shows how um, you know when stocks are out of temporarily or permanently out of out of favour with the, with the voting machine, the market then uh, you know no matter how good the results are, it can uh, still not react positively. Um, but you know, CSL had a brilliant run, uh, and it has been since 1993 or whenever it was. I think that it first listed. Uh, what it's suffering from at the moment is that it had a really good run-up from uh, from the high one, $100, around about 170-odd, and peaked at 340 So that was, you know, work it out, it's, a, it's doubled in price. And it's, it's taking a breather, as all price action does at some stage, and a retracement, and it's been going sideways. But it is at a, at a key support level at the moment, which is around about that, where it is now, $270. And it does need to hold this support level. Uh, it's uh, and if it does bounce from here, then it's got to get to that all-time higher up at around about 340 to continue its, its trend up. Which, having looking at the probabilities of what it's done in the past, it's always done that. But it has had along the way, you know, 50 to 61.8 percent retracements of the previous trend. So the only caveat I'll put on that is that it has a habit and it has a characteristic of retracing the previous run-up by about 50 percent, so coming mm. down half. And that would take it down to around about $258, $260. So it might go down to there before it finds support, but it, it will carry on on its merry way at some stage. It's one of the, it's one of those one stock only type of stocks that you could have in a portfolio, yeah. but you've got to ride through, as the market will always do, you've got to ride through retracements and sideways movements. And that's what it's in at the moment. And at some stage, the sentiment will change towards toward CSL. It's, it's fundamentals are just too strong for that not to happen. It's just whether you want to ride it out or put your money somewhere else for the time being. But right now, it, it's, it's, there's a high probability that it's going to support either around these levels or maybe another 10 to $15 load at the moment. Oh, well, highly unlikely that the monies from CSLs found their way to this next sort of stock, uh, Tony, but you never know um, what can happen in, in the big city. The company in question is PRL, Province Resources Limited. Question comes from William. Um, obviously involved in the green hydrogen sector as opposed to blue hydrogen, which is, well, basically green hydrogen is a natural form. Blue hydrogen comes out of gas or is through a process through gas. So the green stuff's what everyone's uh, basically looking for at the moment. He also knows the management have a history in VUL, Vulcan Energy, of course, doing their carbon capture lithium stuff up in uh, fine Deutschland there. 
Um, PRL, uh, your view, uh, or do you have a view actually on this business? Because it too has uh, been on a bit of a crazy ride recently. Yeah, no, another one that was a hot tip. I think the Facebook gang hit that fairly hard. We saw the run up to 14. Look, hydrogen is going to be the scene of a speculative bubble, and that's going to be exacerbated because we saw Fortescue today announce a hydrogen strategy. Hmm. So the way I see these stocks is in any speculative bubble, only a handful of companies produce anything. Uh, most of the companies only produce brokerage and capital losses. So that, that's any cycle. This goes back to the tulips, back to the spice days. Look, I've read the announcement. They've, they've got some land up in the gas going. There are some international backers behind this. So this, this has the uh, concrete slab of some respectability, and this thing will be traded extremely heavily. And look, the green theme in Australia has continually failed. I don't think any sector's torn up as much money as the move towards like the geothermal, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and the wind, solar, I mean, that took down more institutions than um, a toll road. So look, to be to be honest, I, I think that this stock, I don't, it should start to trend higher. They will come out with some news flow, but extremely risky, extremely prone to these hunting packs looking for day trades. And look, some success is gonna come out of hydrogen. I've got no doubts, but this sector will not have my money. I'd rather stick to something I know uh, because it's a gamble. But as I said before, you do have some decent people behind it. And so, yeah, I wouldn't totally disregard it, Elio. And a big uh, shout-out to all those uh, Geodynamics ex-shareholders uh, too, by the way. Hopefully that didn't bring up too many bad memories. Thank you, Tony. Um, about, we're about halfway in now, so remember to uh, send us your questions. Question at spotty.com.au or text us 0480 And a reminder, if we don't get through it today, we will get through it progressively. So all you need to do is go to the website, spotty.com.au. You'll see there's a little search function in the top right-hand corner. Just type the code in. So even if it's not answered today, it will over the subsequent weeks. You can go back there and have a look or even see what people said about it in the past. Um, and we're on social media as well, uh, except Facebook. They've taken us off now, but uh, yeah, good riddance. Um, also, our podcast is uh, available too for those of you that prefer to listen to your stuff on the go. Now, remember to take some time to download the Share Wealth Systems white paper, 16trades.com. That's the website, 16trades.com, to learn the qualities required to be a successful investor, such as the need to follow a process and be consistent. Because let's face it, Gary, Often, it's not the strategy that someone picks that's the problem. Rather, it's their inability to execute consistently that slaughters them, don't you think? So let's talk a little bit about consistency. Why do you want to achieve consistency? Well, to achieve consistent results. And, and if you don't think in a consistent way, you don't have a consistent process, then the, the alternative is you're going to get random results. And random results mean that you get a randomly produced equity curve for your portfolio, which is basically the daily, the daily portfolio value that you, that you plot on an equity curve, on a, on a graph. And that means you're gonna have big ups and downs and spikes, you're gonna have large drawdowns when you take all of the trades that you do, all of the investments you do, and put, it into, put them into a portfolio. So achieving consistency is about achieving a consistently rising 
equity curve, which is the measurement, the accountable measurement, the responsible measurement of how you invest, how well you do. And you want to measure that against the All Lords Accumulation Index and see how much better you do than that as a benchmark. And, uh, and that is what, uh, so why do you want to achieve a consistency? Well, the, the Latin word con consistentia is, means to stand firm. You want to be even, you want to be orderly, you want to be dependable, stable, regular. You want to have a cohesion and symmetry and congruity, congruity in the way that you execute as opposed to being to executing with hesitation, reservation, making mistakes and being obviously inconsistent. So you want to achieve a consistent quality of, of, of result in the way that you invest, the way you make decisions. And how do you do that? Well, you put together a process, you define the risk you take on each investment you make in the stock market and you accept the output, the outcomes that you get because you know where they fit into the probabilistic steadily rising equity curve that you're going to achieve. So achieving consistency is overcoming achieving random results. So you want to achieve consistent results and, and you do that the way we help people do that and, and investors do that is through using a mechanical system, a research mechanical system that has a statistical edge. And when you follow the rules according to the statistical edge, what you achieve is consistent outcomes, consistent results. And the form of that is a consistently rising equity curve like we achieve with our publicly run portfolios. So that and the other 15 steps required to be a successful uh, investor and become the tortoise and win the race of investing life then. 16traits.com is where you need to go from our great friends at Sharewell Systems. So at the moment, the market uh, has eased a little bit from where we opened. Uh, the All Lords up 0.33%, the XJR up 0.2%. So, Tony, back to you. Someone definitely out of the ASX uh, uh, sort of sphere in regards to indexes, but one you've talked about many a time. Bernie, one of our regular contributors, um, wants to know uh, uh, proteomics, uh, PIQ. Um, their share price has gone great guns um, recently. Um, he's just wondering: is it too, you know, is it too late to invest? Has he missed the boat, or is there, you know, a bigger thematic playing out here that he can uh, comfortably support? What's a, can't take his uh, situation into account, but what's your updated view on PIQ? I should disclose that I raised the money at twenty and twenty-eight cents at the time. I said that this felt like a dollar twenty stock, and uh, Sure as hell it got there. Look, I really love this company, even at a hundred dollar, hundred mil market cap. They do have the potential for the pro market deep to be rolled out. It's a test kit for a chronic diabetic kidney disease, and it has shown signs that it's working. It's also up for FDA approval. They also have a test in the background working up for endometriosis, which affects one in nine women and is poorly diagnosed and can take nine to ten years. Now, I, um, I had a beer with uh, Richard Lipscomb just before Christmas, and I actually apologised for leaving him off my top 15 stock list. But, um, duh, every time I do that, they tend to go, well, it was a buy recommendation in the fantastic source of financial information, the Sunday Times in Perth at $1.04. I still have a lot of stock on board. I'm heavily exposed to it. But these stocks, once they tend to break a dollar, get up to $1.20, they do become free running stocks. And I just think the stock was underappreciated for so long, but I'm terrible at chasing stocks. I'd rather buy near the bottom, but to me, there's still plenty of upside in this stock from a reasonable market valuation, Elio. 
All right, then. Thank you very much for that view. And there's a new uh, idea for some uh, social media uh, fodder for you. Uh, the ideas you forgot to include in your list. I'm sure that'll get a million likes. Um, all right, back to uh, some more uh, <clears throat> uh, different types of stocks here for you, Gary. Different uh, pace. Two stocks in particular very closely aligned. Um, it, one being uh, Charter Hall Long Wales, CLW is their code, and uh, Charter Hall Group, the actual big business, uh, which is CHC. Um, Peter feels that, you know, the whole mining your um, iron ore thing, yep, still going up, but in terms of gains, it's starting to peak somewhat. Looking at possible income considerations moving forward. Um, look, from an income perspective, the real CLW is the one because CHC, Peter, still has a growth element because they also own and manage the funds and, and they have the different interests, so much like their interest in CLW. So if you're looking at a pure income plane, CLW's it versus CHC, which is a bit of both, bit of growth, bit of income. But Gary, how about those charts? Because in my view, having charter all in front of your uh, name, if you're a REIT, definitely elevates you into the quality sphere, Charter Hall being the best REIT in our market for a number of years. But um, what's your view in regards to both um, of those stickers at the moment? And what guidance could you uh, provide all of us in regards to what levels we should be watching for? Yeah, Eddie, I'd like to preface my answer by saying it sounds like Peter knows what's going to happen, uh, that the resources are going to come off, uh, iron ore is going to fall and all the iron ore stocks are going to fall and therefore you should be going into, into REITs like Charter Hall. Um, and I say that obviously the tongue in my cheek, but we don't know, none of us know what's going to happen. Uh, and this whole game of trying to achieve consistency rather than random results is not about trying to predict what's going to happen. It's about responding to what happens. And the response so far isn't backing yet you know and it's going to at some stage i know whether it's next week or two weeks or two months or two years time that the, you know, the resources run that we're having which is you know hasn't been hasn't happened since 2003 four five and six so we're talking 15 year type type market conditions for the for the resource side of, of the australian market so it, it may only have started i don't know um but to answer the question about charter hall um between the two charter hall definitely looks the better between the two and you know, CRW doesn't have that great of a, of a dividend yield anyway. Um, and I think uh, Charter Hall probably has a slightly, no, not really, it's a little bit lower, but relatively speaking, um, CRW is, is low compared to what you might get in some of the ETFs. Um, but uh, Charter Hall at a key support level, it's around about the mid $12 at the moment, being support resistance area going back to um, the August 2019 so it does need to hold here. Having said that, it's not far off its, its all-time highs. So a, a bit of a pause and a break and getting down to these levels is, is a good thing. If you wanted to put some money into it, it would be a, a, a low risk entry at the moment because you could put a stop relatively close around about 12, maybe high $11 and cut out then. But you would also be getting a, a retracement entry here close to a strong support level. And the odds are it's probably going to find support here and start heading back up to that $15 level again. All right. Thank you very much for that, Gary. We'll be asking you about your two stocks to see the light on in a moment. But before I do, Tony, uh, one of your uh, groupies, Mark, um, has asked uh, for an updated view on two of your uh, stocks in your stable, including Godolphin Resources, the company, not the uh, horses, of course. GRL is their code. And AZI, Alta Zinc, the uh, little old uh, zinc play out of Italy. Um, just an update on the, those two businesses, if you don't mind, Tony. I'm in there buying Godolphin today. Uh, we own a lot of stock. It, for me, I'll disclose quite a large position. 
I have uh, been in contact with management. They are looking for a porphyry system at Copper Hill East. And these things, you don't find it on the first hole. So we will have some results out shortly, which will hopefully vector us towards the main target. I know that's pretty much a stamp in most resource announcements. They do have the Lewis Ponds diamond drilling underway as well. That resource is around 400,000 ounces of gold. So I think based on the assets and the exploration potential, to me it's almost the perfect speculative stock. And you've got to think about stably when it was trading at 15 cents. So as I said, I have a sizable position and one decent drill hole and this thing will go absolutely berserk. AZI have put out some stunning zinc results and copper cobalt samples with some zinc in Italy. The stock is hamstrung by a poor capital structure. There's over 3 billion shares on issue yeah. and it'll trade between 0 0.5, 0 0.7. My clients annoy the crap out of me with the center point trades because I have to reinstate them all day. I think the underlying value in this company is significant. Darren Harris ran Adriatic up until $1.20. He's determined as all buggery to see this succeed. They just need to increase the size of the zinc resource. The cobalt exploration potential is fantastic and it's close to the major European market. So based on a very low market cap, I really like the upside from here, but I just wish at some point the capital structure issue is addressed because it's like trying to dive into Manly Beach with a brown pinch at time. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, nothing like a bit of neighbourly banter between uh, there to fire up uh, the participant, of course. But, yeah, you're right. Until they get that capital structure right, it's just going to bounce around here. So, seriously, I don't know how many times you can tell them, though, Tony. Um, speaking of which, well, that's a common feeling, I suppose, <laughs> for most of us in the caper. Uh, Gary, it's time for us to see the light now, which is proudly brought to us by our friends at Macro Capital, who deliver to you market insights, execution services, and investment ideas all in the one package. Go to macro, that's M-A-Q-R-O dot com dot A-U to learn more. Okay, Gary, time for you to step up to the plate to uh, shine the light on two stocks that we're going to listen attentively to and then toddle off and do our own research and see whether they align with our own investment objectives and tolerance to risk. Right, the, uh, I'll do a bit a large cap and a, and a small cap. Yep, there, as, as per usual. Uh, the, the larger cap one, which is one of the 40-odd stocks that we follow closely with our sparse investor as system mechanical system is Macquarie Bank, uh, MQG. It's at levels at the moment, uh, and I'd say buy this up to $148. It's uh, recently gave an entry, given an entry signal on our Spicery Investor mechanical system, and uh, it's it's trading at uh, near all-time highs. It got to $150 back in February last year, and it's been tracing sideways, catching a breather, and this is a high probability entry. We had trade this with a stop at $137.88, which is our mechanical exit. It's a trailing stop which would trail up if the stock does get above the 148 and continue higher. So that is Macquarie. The other one is the um, is a, a small cap stock, which is uh, NVX Nedi. Oh, sorry, let's go November Victor X-ray. It's uh, broken out above uh, what is that level? Just on three dollars. Uh, had a big breakout on uh, on Friday. And it's retraced today, so it's a good buying day. It looks like it'll find support at around about above the $3, $3.15 level. I think it's a $3.20 at the moment. It had a fantastic run-up, came down, then a textbook retracement, 50% of the previous run-up. 
and uh, and and it did this breakout they did it on friday did on decent volume as well so there's a smallish cap one to keep an eye on as well so that's uh, novonics uh, nvx and of course the great macquarie uh announcing today a profit upgrade on the back of the um storms out there in uh, texas in the southern part of us because they're one of the very few infrastructure bits that do work at the moment go figure it's an amazing country of diverse outcomes the us uh, but speaking of which, talking about diverse, Tony, time for you to step up uh, to the plate, mate, to bring to us, uh, to our attention, two stocks that we're going to do our own research into and see whether they align with their own tolerance and uh, yeah, investment outcomes. So uh, what two companies do you want to uh, shine the light on, Tony? I've got a biotech and a gold company. Yep. Viewers should remember that my aim is to outperform the Bernie Madoff um, performance index of 11% guaranteed every year. Year in, year out. Um, Look, I have yeah, two stocks to do it today. To the show, but he's happy to do it though. We Plus have Chimeric Therapeutics. Code is in Wheel of Fortune language C for Charlie, H for Harry, M for Mike. They're trading around 32 cents. Now, this company has been listed by Paul Hopper. I do have a CAR T cancer therapy out of the City of Hope Hospital in LA. Now, they're basing this on treating brain cancer uh, with the synthesized yep. toxin of a scorpion. So to me, this is a very exciting stock. They did raise $35 million in the IPO. The stock has been going through quite a lot of churn in the low 30s, but Paul Hopper is one of the most notable biotrepreneurs in the country. So I really like uh, CHN, Chimeric Therapeutics, and I must disclose a large position in that company. From a biotech treating, hopefully treating brain cancer in the US, to a small gold company, Zulika, Z-A-G, which is the share price is actually being polaxed at the moment. They're trading in the low fours after a recent 5.5 cent capital raising. They do have one of the hottest gold addresses in the eastern gold fields and they are launching a 30,000 metre drilling campaign. So the initial results were very good. They are a chance at a discovery and off a very low base. I think the risk reward profile here is most attractive in the low to mid fours and I should disclose a large position as well. So Chimeric Therapeutics, CHM and Zulika, code ZAG. Um, Zulika, was that a backdoor from Dampier? Just wondering. Like, I'm just trying to think because uh, somehow my number's up on screen here uh, as I'm notably writing it down and doing my own research. Uh, are they somehow linked, Tony, or is it just my system's gone a little haywire? Uh, they just changed their name and their stationery. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Thank you very much. So CHM and ZAG. And sorry, Phil, I was hoping he might have thrown in a bit of a copper play, but we had Tony on the show, so there's been plenty of uh, talk in regards to that, including East Stavely and the like, um, that we'll come to, and Godolphin, of course, don't forget that. Um, well, that's it, gentlemen. What can I say? Uh, on behalf of all of us, uh, I just want to thank first Tony Lacantro from Alto Capital for your amazing participation today, and as always, your unique spin on things that if people listen, you make some money. Thank you. Pleasure. And Look just forward to the next one. And just remember, folks, if you're wondering why, um, what's the point of talking about them after they're shot up, that's a good point. Maybe you might want to become a client first and then figure it out. But a man who is, well, absolutely as consistent as anything, like clockwork, thank you so much, not just for sponsoring the show, but for helping me today, for jumping into the last minute.
Gary Stone from ShareWealth Systems, thank you for your outstanding support of not only this program, but the entire investment community. Always a pleasure, Elia. Thank you. Now, tomorrow we have a spotty debutant. Yep, that's right. We have uh, John uh, uh, Athanasiu, actually, from Redleaf Securities. And uh, we head back across the Nullarbor, this time for Frank Watkins from Pro Trader Software. So if a question pops up into your head between now and then, send in uh, early, if you like, question at spotty.com.au. Or you can always text us, of course, 0480 079 089. If you can't watch the program live, go to the website www.spotty.com.au. Or, of course, it's available on podcast as well. Thanks again to our great sponsors at ShareWealth Systems. And remember, download the ebook. That's 16 traits, 16traits.com. It costs you nothing. And learn the 16 traits that you require to be a successful investor, irrespective of whether you're a fundamental analyst or a technical analyst. The traits discussed are absolutely necessary, no matter which faith you decide to walk down. Well, that's all we have time for, folks. So until tomorrow, I'm Elio D'Amato. You've been watching Spotty, and together we've been shining the spotlight on shares. Now, where do I get that jab? Stream Ticker News Live on the Ticker app, on your social media platforms, or watch live and on demand at tickernews.co. News as it breaks, and the stories shaping our lives on demand. Ticker. Streaming news now.